Welcome back to the Journey Podcast. Welcome back to this new episode. My name is Manzimba and you already know and you are listening to the number one podcast in the country. Oh, beautiful people. I'm very excited. You know, I feel very happy because it's always a pleasure to have creative people in my studio. And I told you guys from the beginning, I'm not going to disappoint you. I'm going to always bring you guys and girls that can inspire you, but also... I see them doing many stuff outside there and we're going to talk about everything today. But ladies and gentlemen, Juan Savier, I have Juan Savier in the studio. He's a creative person and an artist and a stylist that I respect and admire a lot. Thank Welcome you. Welcome to the studio, bro. Thank you, thank you. It's my pleasure to be here. Yeah. Thank you very much for inviting me and uh, thinking about uh, about me for this. I mean, it's normal. It's uh, normal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I appreciate that. Yeah. And uh, congratulations for this, really. I remember at the time we were talking about you before you started everything, and uh, here it is now. It's yeah. working. It's, uh, mm. it's impressive. Thank you. Mm. Thank you. I mean, I've talked about it in the previous episodes, uh, but I feel really grateful, you know, sitting here with you and different uh, artists. Come on. <laughs> I'm always very humbled, you know, because... This is not something I grew up seeing, you know. And that was the reason why I wanted you to come here. Because I'm like, man, this guy is doing big, man. This guy is really Thank doing you. something different, you know. I mm -hmm. mean, people watching us on YouTube, they can see, look at this. <laughs> really, look at this. <laughs> you, know? you can't afford this. They can, definitely. I mean, why they shouldn't yeah, be afraid. It's just me hiking you, you know, it's just me hiking you. <laughs> they can definitely afford it. Yeah. And that's also one of the, one of my motto, or one of my, um, my goals. Mm. Because I also used to, to think that a certain standard of uh, elegance and, uh, and, uh, you know, like, looking good yeah. is not accessible to anyone mm. uh, related to where I grew up or, like, uh, the, you know, like, what I was seeing or the, the, um, the exposure I was, uh, the things and the people and the sources I was exposed to. Uh, but I basically realized with the time and the experience that it's something basically that anyone can get to if they they want it you know and um so it doesn't mean it has to be expensive it doesn't mean it has to be uh, inaccessible but there are actually some tricks i think we're gonna have more occasions to talk uh, about it in details but there are mm -hmm. like ways to to um it's all about how you present yourself basically mm -hmm. and uh some people might look more expensive than they're actually or more um, educated or stuff like that. You know, it's all about how you present yourself. And that's 100% uh, in... Uh, in uh, you, every person has control on that. So every, anyone can control how they appear to the world. How they and, wanna and look. Yeah, how they want to look. It's also a message they want to send to the world about who they are. So yeah, um, so yeah, um, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> amazing, amazing, amazing. It's very, yes. I mean, inspiring. But also I want to know Juan Savier, who is now a stylist and very active on social media, you know, because you are a big influencer out there and 
You know, Thank I've, you. I've been following you since you had like a thousand followers. Yes, or probably less. Probably less. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> and that was the time oh, to event. That was yes. I don't even remember how. You actually right. Which year was that? I think it was uh, 2016. 2016. I basically, I, I, I remember when we met. We met on on a dance session, dance lesson. Yeah. From uh, Waka Fitness. Ah, true, true. true. Uh, with Alida. You yeah. were having a session with Alida and uh, a friend of mine like invited me over. I was like, yeah, you should come and check it out. And mm-hmm. uh, I was like, why not? So I was in between two things. From, from for work and I was like let me check it out and I remember everybody was like in in um, you know in dance outfits and yeah. sneakers and stuff like that mm-hmm. I wasn't I was like oh. I wish they knew yeah you, you had barefoot I remember in the class I w- yeah I had to so I was wearing I was wearing boots and uncomfortable out like shoes to dance with yeah. and I was like uh, I need to myself nice. comfortable so it was a good experience and uh, I remember that's when we yeah, we well. met and yes so it's here been a while here, here we, we are here we are <laughs> you now yeah. became a big influencer on social media did I <laughs> thank you I mean you are and that's why I wanted to invite you on my episode you know on my podcast yeah I mean mm-hmm. uh, it's been a hell of a journey as uh, <laughs> as we're talking about yeah um, I personally never. Obviously, I was I've been for a while trying to to uh, build a certain audience, really, because of what I, I I was doing. I was actually starting doing it at that time. Yeah. And uh, when you have a brand or when you selling something, anything, a product or a service, you need uh, an audience. You need a. A certain exposure, so that was my main, uh, my main focus, and uh, so I was. I am glad that with the time it developed into something somehow um, multifunctional or uh, with different aspects. Because uh, uh, I say I'm a stylist, I'm also a designer. I have a brand, and uh, also. Uh, uh, have that platform on social media and uh, yes, so it's um it's exciting. I I love I love to see what it's becoming. Nice. Yeah. And man, it's <laughs> actually really fascinating to see you from 500 uh, followers and now you're like uh, nine almost yeah nine nine thousand something almost ten thousand. But you know what I l- like mm. about that, you mm. know. Uh, for, from even that time, I think uh, I knew so many people were like, "Yeah, why don't you buy followers?" You know, the the followers thing, yeah, like the the number. Oh yeah, I have ten thousand plus followers, so I'm a big deal. <laughs> you know? So um, I was never. I'm glad I was never um, shaken or inf- influenced by that, mm. like the insecurity of thinking, "Oh, I don't have enough followers. I should have more followers in order to be." Yeah. Uh, you know, like to just be there yeah. and have that big exposure. Yeah, but the 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 fact is, I would rather be at the 500 followers mm-hmm. that actually choose to interact with what I do and yeah. uh, love, uh, or are having an interest in my content and what I do, rather than having 20,000 followers, 100,000 followers that barely are just there as a number. It's a mm-hmm. uh, 
I, I think the most of the time it's related to uh, insecurities or like the whole um, the whole world of um, of social media that is pressuring the youth to you know to be accepted yeah. to be a certain way in order to be uh, yeah accepted in in the yeah. social media world or in the world in, or in the cycles in I general. Talking yeah. about that, I feel like this is kind of an illusion that people have created mm-hmm. when it comes to social media you know like we artists have that pressure of like yeah i need to have this amount of followers so that i can be taken seriously. yeah i can be legit like people take me seriously mm-hmm. but it's um it's a lure because it's also it gets to a point when you start to have a lot of people following your content so you start realizing for example you're going to have more likes on a specific type of content mm. and less likes on the other. Yeah. So people are probably more into this and less into this. And mm. you are caught up in that um, in that uh, trap mm. of, uh, of trying to please. Because now you know what type of content your followers are into yeah. very much. They're probably mm. uh, excited about... Um, let's say something, you know, like uh, parties or like uh, showing skin or stuff like that, you mm. know, and the, the m- a lot of people, a lot of youth are tempted to just go with that flow. Yeah. And it's actually a trap because mm. at the end, you end up not creating at all because yeah. you're not guided by your creativity. You're not, you don't, you don't care. You don't create anymore. You you're don't put out mm-hmm. your true self anymore because now you'll be like, "Ah, oh, they're not gonna like this. They're gonna be more into this." So I need to, I need to travel. Like, I need to take an, another nice picture on the pool in uh, in my mm-hmm. swimsuit, or I need to do this, or I need to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's uh, it's actually a trap that a lot of artists. Uh, I think the same is happening with music. The music that is selling more is probably not the best music, you know. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, so I think it, everybody should, especially those who are using the, the social media mm. with their work or with their art, should uh, pay attention to not fall into that trap. Yeah. They should focus more on the people that choose to interact with the art mm. and actually accept them for who they are and for whatever they want to put out. I mean, talking about that, I feel like that's not the right audience already. Because if you are posting, trying to please people, not being yourself, you know, then you don't have the right audience. Then you need to be yourself to create and to and build that exactly. right you audience you want. That's so true. Mm. But I also think it's also, um, it's also somehow, it's funny. So I personally think it all depends on your objective. Mm. Like you, let me give you an example. So if your objective is to make money, yeah, I just want to make a lot of money, then now it's going to change completely because now mm. you're going to focus on what the people want. Mm. And it's actually a good way to do it because yeah. your objective, your goal is to get more money from those people. You know what they want. You need to know what they want in order to offer that to them. You know? But now that's how a bi- can you that's combine a bi- those two? Yeah. So oh. that's the mm. thing. So if you are an entrepreneur and you, what you're looking for, it's, uh, it's, it's the a leverage or like... Uh, the, val- the value to whatever you pull out or you want to sell something, mm. right? 
if you want to sell something, then it's good to know your the market you have. Yeah. You know, first you know the market, and then you know what do I have to offer, and how much will I offer it, and is the market sorry is the market um, ready or uh, able to afford my product or my service? Mm. Then that's an on the entrepreneurial side. Yeah, you know that's completely on the business side, right? But if you are an artist and you really want to be um, authentic and uh, actually present your work or your your art, then it's it's completely different because now it's the the art is I, I believe the art is personally linked to the to the to the personality to the soul to the true sense you know like the the yeah who are you as a person and what are you into and what are you creating you Mm -hmm. know the focus is more about your art and i i believe the more you are authentic with the time you're gonna be irreplaceable or anybody everybody now have to admit your authenticity you know like you are building a trust yes from the beginning so you are setting something you are building something that is more lasting because it's authentic it's Mm. not moving with the trends moving with uh now the the society is moving a lot like look at fashion fashion is very much changing all the seasons you know Mm. It does. It's. It's. It, be, it ends up being superficial and uh, you know, valueless. But if you focus more on building your brand and putting out your originality and your create creativity and your art, mm. then that's more lasting. However, time it might take. If it ten years, if it takes five years, if it takes you know, fifteen years. If that's what really makes you happy, like putting out your content, it's gonna. At the end, it's gonna be. It has to be there, you know, because mm. I um one of the things I believe in is like consistency is key to success. Yeah. In order to success to, to succeed to anything, you need to be consistent. Mm. You need to put out content. You need to create. You need to use. You need to keep doing what you do in order to be the best at it yeah yeah so then when you're authentic now you're going to even know even better what you're good at perfect it or you know improve it or create variety in what you do and that's when you become the best in what you do because you shouldn't focus on the outside Mm. thinking ah are they going to like my product are they going to like my art no focus on you what do you do best and now do it keep on doing it day and night from Monday to Sunday that's that's what I believe is uh, is the right way to do things for me and uh, I personally can can uh, assure you that it works yeah and yeah. do you feel like you need uh, also a space to give to your audience for them to interact with your work and also they give you how they view it what is their perspective what they want from it, yeah. you know? And I don't know. Yes, you are being yourself, but it's also are you giving space for your audience, for the audience. to know what their needs? I think with the time that might need to happen, with the time when you looking for uh, like serving 
in a better way, for example, your, your market or your audience or this or that, then you need to know what are their needs or all of that. Again, that's on the side of the of your brand or your business. So, mm. you know, you're trying to sell something or to offer something, you know, related to what you, you, you're offering or, you know. I personally think also that giving too much space to your audience is not, is not that good yeah. because now you're going to be um, controlled or like limited mm. because your audience or the world, the society might be limited in their thinking, the mindsets mm. or in the, uh, yeah, in the, in, in the perceptions of the thing, of the reality. You might be ahead of the time. That's the problem. Some kids and some people are really so good that they're ahead of the time or their society where they are in. But the problem is when you let yourself be controlled by what's there and all the people around you. It's a, it's a, it's a small society but it's yeah. also the results of the whole, the rest mm. of the world, you know. Now with social media and with internet it's no more you're no more limited to where you are all the conditions in which you live mm. you can access to a larger uh, audience a larger market a larger everything mm. you're not limited by the borders anymore you know so whatever you do your art or your your um, your product or your service or whatever you 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 offering doesn't have to be limited especially by the mindset of the people who are just right here. Mm. But uh, I also feel like, yes, you can't also listen to everyone, you know, mm -hmm. but you can also give them a space. That yes. Can listen no, that's for real. Yes. Mm. It's also, it gets real. Mm. Then you also have feedback. You also have, uh, I sometimes have amazing uh, texts or DMs or messages from the people that are like, oh my God, I love what you do. Uh, this is so inspiring. Thank you for doing this. Or how can I get this? Or how can I get to do things or like get to do what you do? You know, all of that is what I believe is the right space, mm -hmm. you know, because yeah. it should be also having a purpose for uh, anyone who is watching and who might get inspired as uh, this that you created the podcast and the space that mm. you created to um, to offer different perspectives in, in order to inspire whomever might be listening yeah to, to inspire who whomever might be having access to the to this content yeah. and uh, that's what I think is the the best the best way to do it mm. is to you find your voice, you find your your true essence. Now you know what you have to offer, right? Exactly. And then once you know what you have to offer, what you can offer, then you have the people coming to to get. It's like to get. A, it's like a how do you call it? A well of water where they get refreshed. You know, yeah. they get energy and they get inspiration and they get ideas in order to do whatever they and uh, I feel like it's also a free space for you to have more freedom to create exactly. and to welcome your creative yes. side you know yeah and, and also and I, I believe that space is also very important because now you know it, it somehow also can enlarge your perspective and mm. 
give you more ideas in whatever you're creating or whatever you you you're putting out. Nice. Yeah. And Juan, I wanna now take you back, 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 back in history. You know, uh, back, back when uh, you're young. In Waka, we no, not Waka. Before <laughs> okay. I met you, before yeah. I met you, and I wanna know that Juan, who was young, what was your inspiration going to the world of fashion? Was it something that came when you were so young? Was it? Did it came at Waka when I met you? Uh, yeah. So. Mm. Um, I actually never realized it's not like there was a turning point when I was like, oh, I'm very much into fashion, you know, like, mm. it was something from very back. I was always into dressing up. I always enjoy, like, you know, when you go into the church or you go into a wedding and then, and you're like, you, you get excited because you know you're going to put on new clothes nice, or, like, yeah. nice mm. clothes, you're going to be clean. I always... Love to be uh, presentable and clean, and uh, yes. So I remember at school in in primary school, I was always that kid with a tucked in shirt. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like everybody hated, yeah. the rest hated tucking in the shirts. But I was like, no, yeah. So uh, I was always into that, but I think I was also uh, inspired by um, some of my family and my dad because he was very much into uh, quality stuff, like. Yeah. He had his he he has his brands and and uh, specific you know specific details he's looking for when he is coming to dressing up and stuff like that yeah and um, yeah and I was lucky I also grew up in a family that was very much putting on a high standard like a good appearance it was uh, it was it was. We were taught on how to um, look outside, physically, like not really. It's mm. more of like you have to be presentable if you're going somewhere. You have to be like there was that background that also helped, mm. but it doesn't mean that everybody else, you know, liked it. I was very much into it, probably more than the my siblings or you know, mm. or my my friends in the in the neighborhood and. Um, so with the time and that neighborhood you're talking about was it Kigali? No, that was mostly Bujumbura. Bujumbura. I grew up most of the of my uh, youth, I was in Bujumbura, mm. and uh, yes, so um, so yeah, it somehow shaped my love for fashion and my love for um, for clothing and anything related to that. And um, I only started doing it at a, as a profession later on, when I was around uh, 23 years old. Yeah. Yeah. And um, that's why I was probably like trying to see ways. I, I, I wasn't realizing it. It was more of like doing things for myself, but then it would attract the attention of my friends and my, you know, colleagues and stuff like that I like what did you get that tie you know I love wearing ties yeah. and uh, so at some point I was making myself the ties like handmade ties and and uh, yeah so it would attract the attention they would want to have something similar that's how I discovered there was a market for that for mm. what I love doing I could actually sell it you know and then that's the realization that opened me up and was like 
can actually do this, uh, you know, first as a side hustle or side business, but later on it became something, um, it's like the main focus yeah. in uh, 2016. That's when I... And that's I when you moved to Rwanda? No, I was already in Rwanda. So I was, I moved to Rwanda from 2014, I don't, in between 2014, 2015, that's when I settled here and I was, you know, like working and uh, yeah but also that's when I really started to to realize there was actually um, a possibility to have a business around that you know mm. and uh, so yeah that's basically how we started I remember uh, I was having a friend who was about to get married so he knew I was making like ties and bolters like can you make stuff for me and my team like the groomsmen and stuff like that and uh, yeah that's how I was like and that was your first gig that was my first gig but mm -hmm. he asked me how much are they I didn't know how to <laughs> you know like it's like hmm let me see so I was like the fabric and the t so that's the thing as well like sometimes creative forgets about the when they're doing the pricing, yeah. you know, uh, they forget to to add value to the time. Mm. They can add value to the to the cost of the fabrics, the material they use to do whatever. But the time they spend on creating something, they forget it. They, sometimes they forget it because mm. they're afraid to. They're gonna be like, oh, if it's too expensive, then nobody's gonna buy it. You know, yeah. stuff like that, which is a true. Um, hustle for uh, most of the startups in in fashion. Mm. Not only fashion. Uh, not only fashion. Even you're right. me, I yeah. with that. Exactly, like mm. putting a certain value on your craft. Yeah. And yeah, so uh, of course the good thing I, I believe that shouldn't stop anybody to you know the, there are so many struggles, mm. but nothing should. Um, discourage you to start just start doing your thing yeah. to anybody who is having an idea just start your idea you don't have to have everything figured out you don't have to have um, a store or an office or a space you don't have to have money sometimes mm. true I remember when I went to register for my business they were like so how much money did you start with mm. I was like how much money did I start with? <laughs> you know, like, I never, it was never an investment, like, um, I'm taking, like, I don't know how many uh, thousand, hundred thousand or something like that into this. Mm. It's not like you take a certain amount of money, you put it into this. No. Mm. Like, I basically didn't start with probably anything. You know, sometimes the, the, the greatest ideas can be taught without any like any funds or any money you know like yeah. you don't have to have a lot of money in order to start something and that's a, a, a lot of the times sometimes I have my friends or like the people I meet and then we do like I like to talk about um, because I love I love um, the entrepreneurial journey like the, the the experience and all of that so I like to talk about it and to, especially with the younger ones who, you know, in Rwanda especially or around here in the region, we have uh, a lot of youth that are like, uh, there is no work, you know, there is no jobs, yeah. we don't have jobs and uh, they're just relaxed. 
there, they're just staying home, and they, you know, like, they basically don't try, mm. you know, and, or, like, they get into that mindset that there is nothing to do, there is no jobs, opportunities, mm. so the, sometimes I like to talk about, you know, jobs and businesses and stuff like that, and, uh, and most of the time they're like, oh yeah, I, I would love to start my business, but I don't have a capital. Yeah. And, and sometimes you, you, you're curious, like, how much money do you need to start your business? Like, yeah, maybe 100,000 or maybe 500,000 if I have that. Yeah. Mm. If I have that, then I can start something. I'm like, first of all, what do you want to do? Like, what's your business? What's your idea? Mm. You know? So the problem is that the mindset is that a lot of you think they need to have a lot of money in order to start a business. And, uh, and do you think it's not necessary? The thing that starts is not the money. Mm. It's the idea. Exactly. And then you can sell the idea a million dollars or whatever. You know, the idea is the key to any type of successful business. They say out of uh, 10 businesses or something like that, only one business is going to survive, you know, or out of seven, something like this. Mm. So the reason why this it survives is because of the starting point, which is an idea. Because if first you don't even know what you're going to do, mm. even if you had a billion, you don't know what to use it for. Like, you don't know how to use it. You're going to... Uh, waste it in whatever here and there trying something you think you're trying something but then you know the first point is not the money the first and point is the idea when you have and that idea let's talk about some people don't think they have a chance to implement that idea yes you have an idea why do you think they don't have a chance what what tells you they don't have a chance because I feel like give me an example of an idea or an idea or a uh, kid or a uh, person who wants to start something but they don't have a chance. I mean, let's talk about, for example, a kid from the village. Mm -hmm. You know, you're a kid and you have that dream of becoming a dancer, for example. Mm -hmm. You don't access TV, you don't access social media. Mm -hmm. Where is the inspiration coming from? Where do you get the idea first of wanting to be a dancer? I mean, already you're dancing. Maybe you have radio mm -hmm. and you dance, you know. But that's that very interesting, actually. Comes, that's you know, very interesting yeah. that you talked about it. Have you seen that kid on social media? A very young kid that mm. so good at dancing that ah. he was. Everybody was like, "I wanna know." Even the stars, I think, Medi. Or yeah, but that situation. No, no, it's an example. I saw. I yes, saw, it's I an saw, example. I saw the kid. So mm. the thing is, I always tell the people, like even myself, I always. I don't and I, I rarely focus on the problems or the negative. Yeah. Because while you see obstacles and struggles and uh, limitations, I see opportunities. Mm. There is now as as how does it get spread? Like how do you access even that music or that how do you see other people dancing? Maybe you went somewhere and you saw a TV and then you say, Oh my god, I, I wanna do that. It starts there. Mm. But what I believe in is the people who don't give up are the ones who get to something. Of course, of course. Every mm. time, it's all about the mindset as well. So mm. if you limit yourself, be like, I'll never be able to do this because of the circumstances. It's true because 
we cannot control the circumstances we live in or where we are born or, you know, the type of family we, 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 we grew up in, whatever. We don't control that. But what we can control is the rest. What happens after? Mm. You know, I'm from a poor family and I'm from this neighborhood and that. I don't have access to this and that. The next, what's next? Right? What's next? How do you change that? What do, there is always something. There is always a center somewhere in the village. There is always a, 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 you know, there is always that teacher that encourages young people to create something. There is always a way. Mm. And for me, the focus should be find a way. Find a way to, um, to get where you want to go or to change your reality because we have the power to change our realities. Mm. Someone said, I think, uh, Billie Eilish said, like, if you don't like where you are, uh, move. You're not a tree. Yeah. You're not a tree. You know, the tree is planted there. It's condemned to stay there the rest of its life. Mm. But you're not a tree. So, at somehow, at some point, on a, on a bigger scale or smallest scale, we always have a, a certain control on how we lead our life. I would rather see someone growing up trying, trying their best than someone who's not trying at all because of the limitations. Mm. And the problem is the limitations are from where we grew up or the kind of circumstances we're in. But in reality, you always have something to do. Talking about limitations, because right now we're in 2020, and and I know this is kind of different here compared to 2019, right? Because with the COVID-19 and the pandemic, what was your limitation? Do you feel like you had some problems with business and Mm -hmm. work and... So, uh, yeah, I think most of the businesses were hit by the the pandemic mm-hmm. and all of that, especially businesses related to fashion and lifestyle. And um, we probably went from like 100 to basically zero because um, that's also the time we actually, I personally learned about ways to, to var- like to, to to add to add more options, if I may say, or to add more uh, accessibility to what I do. Mm. I basically started my first video YouTube video. I wanted to start a YouTube video even before, like it's been probably a year or even more. But then I was doing I wasn't doing much during the lockdown, yeah. and, the, the, and I was like. I should actually start this. I should actually, you know, it was my first time editing a video. Yeah, because that, that was a vlog, your first vlog you did. It was not a... V- mm. I, I, I also want to do vlogs, but mm. uh, it was not a vlog. It was more of a video, YouTube video, and it was basically talking about how I started my uh, my business into fashion. And, uh, you know, it's a bit also about the journey. Yeah. But then, um, yeah, so... There were limitations and there were um, struggles, but again, that's where you also see opportunities because now I had more time to create content, 
um, mostly video content like YouTube content and uh, yeah so there is always a way to use what you have and the best resource that we can have is the time everybody mm. has time like we all have 24 hours the difference is all about how we use them mm. you know from uh, from the richest man on the world to the best artists you know to if you consider Beyonce, she has also 24 hours, you know? Mm. So do we. But how do we use those 24 hours? That's the, the best resource we can have, the time. So the way we use it and what we can do, there is probably a limitless um, palette of what we can do. So the key is to, you know, to keep on creating, to keep on exploring new ways to do things. So, for example, nowadays, uh, the business of fashion and, uh, and uh, you know, or, or even art and crafts are more, into, are more in the direction of using mostly the uh, online platforms mm. due to this period we are in. And it's working. It's still working. It's probably even better. They used to do fashion weeks and they will spend millions in like getting stars in, you know, flying in hotel rooms and uh, and uh, the pollution and you know all of that in order to just attend a fashion week. Can you believe? Like it's now, when, now when we think about it, it's true. It, it's glamorous. It's beautiful. People take pictures. They they have parties after parties and all of that. It's beautiful. That's mm. that's a fact. But when you think about it. It would do more harm than good, you know. Yeah. But yeah. nowadays they have uh, virtual fashion shows. Sometimes, like there is this uh, Congolese lady who created a brand during. Uh, she had a brand, but she was on the project of uh, um, creating a fashion show. It's, it's a 3D fashion show with uh, 3D models. I, I think, think you I saw, saw it on yeah. Instagram. Yeah. yeah, and it blew up. You know, like it was. Probably the best thing on the on the internet at that point, at that moment, and uh, it works. And then you're selling online, and then you have even a bigger platform. You know, like you can sell nowadays everywhere. You know, you can be in Rwanda, in Kimirongo Market, and sell your crafts to the U.S. or you know, in Europe or South Africa, whatever. You know, mm. so that's one of the best thing I believe. Every time there is a hit or I mean uh, a problem, or an issue, or a limitation, might that might actually be if one door is closed, mm. probably ten more are opened. And the key is not to be limited by your reality of where you are, thinking outside the box. Not and being in uh, a comfort zone. Just yeah, try to try things. I never hmm. thought I could. Um, I, I actually hate anything virtual. That's 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 the truth. Like I, I hate even even if you know like it's the future and everything. I don't like like you, you know what happened, uh, especially in lockdown. Like virtual weddings, virtual birthday parties. Hmm. I'm like. You know, like, personally, I don't find it real. But that's also me being conservative and in my comfort zone. But also, 
I need to step out of that and understand that's actually the future and the future is now and whatever you're doing now is preparing for you know how it's going to be your reality in the next years so um, yeah I personally believe we we always have to get out of our comfort zone and try things and we might find even better ways to do what we do and that's what you did during the lockdown that's what I did somehow part of it I also used most of my time in uh, learning more about uh, you know like taking courses online courses and uh, yeah widening up my uh, my knowledge about what I do relating to what I do Mm. yes nice because talking about the pandemic I don't think also I mean it's yes it's nice to be for example like me who teach dance you know it's nice to be in a studio, you know, dancing exactly. with people, because you get to sense the connection between your your students, you know, to know how you're communicating with them. But also, if we go to maybe Zoom, Zoom meeting, maybe you do a class on Zoom, you know, yeah. it's also yes, it's the future. Yeah, but it's but it's, it's not real. Personally, yeah, I personally feel the same way. I feel like uh, weddings on Zoom. <laughs> um. I, it's not motivating for me, mm. which is okay, and especially also as you as you mentioned your your art teaching, and uh, sometimes you need to be pre- present to uh, with your with your students and show them directly according to the you know the personal needs. But there's still, there is always a, a way to do to do it, you know. Mm. And I believe e- even if I don't maybe I'm not very much into virtual uh, events or things like those. I'm enjoying, for example, recording what I do. Yeah. You know, I am uh, hopefully, uh, I'm in, the, in, the, in the next months, hopefully I'm going to even put out a vlog of what I do, like a bit of a sneak peek into how my workday looked like. Mm. And... And that's my, that might be a way to share even more. Because if you record yourself, you can let yourself go and actually put out what you do at best. And then if you put it out, it's gonna it's actually more probably more efficient because it, it's gonna always be there. If you're having a session with the with the students, it's just that session. Mm. They might forget some of the things, some of the of the tricks, some of the turns you did, you know. But then if it's recorded. They can always go back, repeat it, you know, and that's the key actually to success because now you can repeat, repeat, repeat what you until you do it as yeah. the teacher or as the as the reference. Mm. So um, yeah, so I personally enjoy very much the the videos and uh, it's just very hectic. It's not easy to do everything at the same time because when you're busy. Um, Working, for example, what I do, I work on outfits. I create outfits. I have a session with my clients. You know, like I do consulting and stuff like that. When you're doing that, and in the same time recording, like it, sometimes it's practically impossible to, you know, to do everything by yourself. So uh, you might need someone else helping you. Uh, for example, you have a studio. You have a, a certain platform and equipment that other brands or other 
other platforms might be innate. So that's how you know, that's how you create collaboration mm. and then come to create something. Because if you're not good at something, there's probably someone else very good at that and specializing into that. It might be beneficial for you to hire them yep. rather than killing yourself into something you're not good at, right? Mm. If it's not um, indispensable, uh, indispensable. <laughs> um, if it's not the, the the center of what you do, you know, if it's something that is uh, having a, um, the objective to add value to what you do, yeah. then someone else is good at it. If you can hire them, because the best entities or the best Businesses were built when there is collaboration. Teamwork. Yeah, teamwork, exactly. Because I feel like it's also a space for us artists to be able to collaborate, you know? Yeah. Because if you're not open to collaborate, then you're limiting yourself. Yeah, there is this uh, favorite quote that they say, uh, if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go farther, go together. So uh, it's always, you get to amazing results when you work with the people as much motivated as you into a certain project you get to amazing um, results then you have more the energy to focus on, on what you're good at mm. exactly nice mm-hmm. one but I always uh, I'm always fascinated with your hairstyles always is it Pinterest that is uh, inspiring you is it culture is it your surroundings um. Not really, actually. Um, some of my hairstyles, I never saw them anywhere. Mm. But uh, the more, again, it's the same thing. Like, the more you do something, you, you repeat, you repeat, you're going to find more ways to do it, you know? Yeah. Um, I think I started with cornrows the first time I, I did something out of my comfort zone or out of the, the basic mm. with my hair. And then I liked it, then I did something different with the braids and then I did this and I did that and you know you always find ways to um, so yeah um, it's all about I might wake up tomorrow and change and you know I'm never ready with you yeah, that's the point <laughs> you should never be ready so but no but the thing is I love I might be very conservative with uh, my outfits. Mm. I am very much into... I love suits. I'll probably see me most of the time wearing suits. So that's not very much, you know, surprising. Or you, 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 it's not often that you get surprised with that. It, a suit is a suit, right? And I custom made, I'm very much into custom-made outfits. Um, but... When it comes to my hair, I, I get taken away with uh, uh, with my creativity or what I feel like doing. Mm. Yeah. So, um, and also something else which is very much related to what we're talking about. I meet uh, throughout the, the the process. I meet other talented artists that are very much passionate about what they do especially so in this case with the hair so sometimes I just go sit at my barber's and he's like I, and I'm like just do what you think you should you know like just do your thing yeah. because 
he ends up knowing what I'm into and what I like and you know and he also gets creative and he creates something on my head you know mm. and it's like I'm also a platform for, for, for them yeah. you know and I love giving that space for someone who's very good at what they're doing and passionate about it and you end up creating something which is not um, <laughs> common or on Pinterest necessarily or yeah and then it becomes that signature of the Juan Xavier. Yeah, somehow. Um, social media. Yeah, somehow. You know, like, when you stand out, it's more... Um, there's a big probability that you get noticed, your brand or whatever you do get noticed. And uh, it's something that I learned through the process. I never... I just let myself out. Mm -hmm. I, w I never did it for the sake of getting noticed, but I somehow worked in that direction. But I believe for anybody who wants to uh, do something or to sell something, it's so important to build a brand and to make sure the brand, your brand, is perceived how you want it to be perceived yeah. because sometimes we might be taken away with what we love doing oh i love doing this i love doing that but then you realize that's not what your customer is looking for mm. and that's when you understand the difference between you and your brand yeah. the brand is there to serve the the customer or the, you know like your market or something like that and you might be into something, but then you realize it's not good for your brand. Then that's when you need to focus and to prioritize. But like, what am I? What is really my objective? Is it to mm. to 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 um to strengthen my brand or to put it out there, or is it to make it controversial or like to have biased message? What's the message you want to mm. send? Yeah. You know. Because I personally believe it's all about the message you want to send. There is a reality. The word judges from the appearance. It's a fact. Mm. We can't change that. Even ourselves. Like Do you feel judged? No, you it's inevitable. Everybody has to be judged. That's a it's a fact. You and know now we are talking about you. <laughs> I'm Talking about the general for the brand, uh, of course I'm judged. Mm. You know, it's inevitable. Mm. And it might be having positive um, results or negative results, you know. But a fact is we cannot control that. Even ourselves, we unwillingly, it's, it's like in your mind. It's like in your, you are not conscious of that. The first second, they say the seven first second you see someone without even controlling it or thinking about it you have a perception of the person like you you have an impression that's the first impression mm. you're gonna be like maybe that person is good or is not nice is not approachable yeah. I should talk to them or not you know oh my god I don't want to have anything to do with that you know all of that mm. is happening in your mind without you controlling it and that's actually the most amazing thing it's unfair that's true it's unfair. Like, people judge by their appearance. It's unfair. It's not good. But also, when you know that, why not use it in your advantage? 
like in work you know you are for example you're going to an interview you mm. applying for a job you're going to an interview and you know your appearance is going to affect the perception they have on you and you still go in sneakers and jeans and a t-shirt uncapped hair uncapped beard whatever mm. and you basically know for that specific job your appearance is going to affect the perception they have on you even though it doesn't affect your abilities your talents and whatever when you know that the people are going to be limited to your appearance why not use it for you to get to your objective or to get to your uh, to your goal of getting the job or doing what you do at best mm. if you know you're limited yeah I think that's true. You know, mm. if they say even you know, like uh, Mark Zuckerberg is wearing uh, a t-shirt and, and and shorts and jeans, like when when he's working. You know, he's the richest, one of the richest entrepreneurs. He doesn't have to wear anything when when he's doing his thing. He he has ad, ad, other employees who have to wear suits and stuff to work, but he doesn't have to. You know. Yeah. But remember when he was. Um, on 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 courts, he was uh, asked to go on courts because of the whole Facebook uh, scandals and all of that. He had to wear suits, and those are the rarest moments you see him in a suit, right? Mm. Why? Because he knows it's gonna the, his appearance is gonna affect the the perception of the jury, of the judge, of the people he has to deal with. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. He's the, one of the powerful men on earth, the richest, but they still have to, you know. And it's knowing that is actually a good, it's a, it's, um, it's a strength. Because now you know, now you think, what message do I want to put out? Right? What message do I want to send mm. to, the, to the rest of the world or to the people who see me? Yeah. And then you can use that. Hopefully, at at some point, you get to a point where you don't have to wear anything to impress anybody or to to you know to um, to be welcomed to somewhere. be welcomed to be accepted mm. or to be uh, offered the, the opportunities. You know, yeah. that's the goal. But before you get there, you, have to you need to do what it takes. You know, mm. and that's going in the same line with the brand. Your brand, how you want your brand. I mean, how you where you want your brand to go. You need to to do the right things in order to 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 make your brand noticeable in the right way and touch the right audience that you're targeting. Get to the right market for your brand. Yes, yeah. I'm very much thankful and mm-hmm. throughout the way of the people that uh, that I met. Mm-hmm. On the process, yeah. um, I met amazing people. I got to connect with uh, great, talented, and uh, um, inspiring people already on social media. Some of them are media personalities and stuff like that, and artists as well. And those are the people who actually push you to to your next level or to your next accomplishment. Mm-hmm. And that, the support you get from that and how you use it. Is what um, I believe. That's what um, make that uh, you know, like that move from a certain point to a higher one. Mm. You know, 
and uh, yes, so um, very much thankful, and I'm also excited because I I, I feel like that's um, that's not the end. That's, that's actually the, the start. Yeah, mm. that's the beginning, and uh, I'm looking forward to more to more opportunities, more. Um, yeah, more events like big those, moves. you know. Big yes. moves, big moves. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Big up to you, man. Thank you, thank you. It's thank a lot you. to talk about. It's a lot to talk about and a lot of uh, interesting subjects we've mm. been talking about. And I'm very happy that you are open to go and tell me everything. Ah, man. It's, uh, such a crazy journey, man. I, I love, I really realized how powerful or how... Uh, inspiring someone's story, even the smallest one, can be very mm. inspiring. I, I very much get inspired practically every day. Mm. Sometimes with the people on my team, uh, sometimes from the people on social media, or, you know, the everywhere there might be inspiration. And uh, so I appreciate very much what you do making that space, uh, providing that platform for the people to come and get inspired. And um, so it's uh, very much a pleasure. And I also feel like mm. when you share what you... It's, it's also beneficial for me because, you know, I we keep on learning all the time. I learn from you, you mm. learn from... Yeah, I'm very much gaining as well being here. I mean, then, uh, we struggle together, we win together, you know. Exactly. It's also like, uh, for me, it's primarily for me, it's a, just a space for me to connect with different artists, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, creatives, because we are all different, and we mm -hmm. are bringing different uh, subjects and topics on the table, you know, and mm -hmm. some things I'm not going to be aware, same as you, you know, and... Yeah that's a way for us to grow but also creating and building that community out there listening to us you know and also who knows you know i mean for me the purpose of this podcast was to inspire those young creatives out there you know to show them yeah juan started like this but juan is juan today <laughs> juan you see on social media you know thank you i appreciate he, that he's, he's humble actually he's not uh, maybe on social media he seemed very professional in his work but he's actually has also that side of showing you that yeah there is a time he was hustling yes he still he he's still a hustler but he's also winning right now mm. and it's also nice to show people that and also show them that they have to push hard and not limit them themselves, you know. Just go for it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's basically the um, also what I would say. Just do it. Just just go for it. Just yeah. start. Especially that because sometimes we keep postponing. Mm. Oh, I should probably do this. I should do it. And it stays there. But mm -hmm. that's the difference between like the the successful idea is not the one that's in your mind. It's the one that get out, gets out, and mm. is ex executed. Yeah. So uh, it's basically just do what you think is the right thing to do right now, mm. and maybe it's not the right thing, but still do it because now that's you're gonna right. realize mm. the right thing to do it. Yeah. So when you're afraid of failure. That's when you don't succeed because every successful person has to go through a failure. Yeah. And because 
it's actually a good thing to pass through a failure and to survive it because mm. when you survived it then you know what not to do yeah you gain more experience you gain more strength to keep on doing and we people tend to think that when we if we fail That's we will it. not learn yeah and you're learning actually when you're failing so you either i like this um i don't remember where i got it sorry um they say you either you either win or you learn mm -hmm. they say there's no failure yeah. failure is actually a, a lesson yeah so uh when you have that perspective like you you actually win you either win or you learn yeah. and when you learn now you know how to win you yeah. know and just you know i would i th there's so Trust the so process. much talent out mm -hmm. there and the problem is i know so many people i have so even my friends i know some people who are so good at some of, of what they're doing and mm. and they just don't put it out or they don't focus on it and it's such um it's sad and what would you advise them to do it just, <laughs> just do to, it just do it just throw yourself out there and do what you love doing and create something even on a on a on a side hustle as mm -hmm. a side hustle as a side business as yeah. something you do after your your regular job mm. just do something because at the end you might realize that's actually your your passion and what you're good at and that's when everything changes because when you realize your passion is the best thing you're able to do now you become the best that's what you are doing and you become irreplaceable you know yeah if you keep doing it you're going to be the best the best and you ameliorate yourself and you you know that's the only way to get yeah. it there is no shorter uh, process and i feel yeah. like it's a healthy approach of on yourself because you are being you you know yes. you're doing what you want it's not the easiest mm. it's not the easiest far from mm. that it's basically not the easiest but mm -hmm. it's worth it it's worth it yeah big up to yourself man thank you thank you <laughs> big up to Juan Xavier um, it's a lot it's a lot to talk about man mm -hmm. I really wish that you come back to some of the episodes I mean just let me know <laughs> yeah big up just let me know uh, guys thank you so much for listening to the number one podcast in the country the journey podcast you already know hosted by me man Zimbaya Make sure you tune in on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, uh, Radio Public, and YouTube, of course. Make sure you subscribe and much love. You know, I I feel very grateful to always have people listening to us. And make sure you interact and comment and share your ideas, you know. And uh, very grateful, very grateful. We're on a journey. And you already know, much love. Big up. <laughs>